Hey everyone, and welcome to Already Cancelled. I am Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about Star Trek, the original series, season 2, episode 13. It is called Obsession. Full spoilers for the episode, as always. So, uh, this was an episode where Kirk encounters a an entity of some kind, a being, a gas-like being, that we're not even sure if it actually has intelligence for much of the episode, that is... Uh, some something that he encountered many years ago, 11 years ago, one, whilst he was just a lieutenant on a ship called the USS uh, Faggot. Farragut. Farragut, there you go, that's how you pronounce it. Uh, and, yeah, so he, he encounters this again, some red shots get killed, and he, as the title would imply, becomes obsessed. I, I don't remember what the title was. So. Obsession was the title. Yeah. Uh. Did, did you read that out? Did I just blank that out? I, I said it like, you know, 30 seconds yeah. ago, maybe a minute. I, 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 yeah, I, I don't listen to you, your, your <laughs> intro very well. I just kind of tune out until until I, it's relevant for me to know what you're saying. It's always relevant for you to know what I'm saying. <laughs> always. And in this case, apparently it was. Appar- apparently, yeah. Sometimes I will quiz Connor on what I said in the opening and see if he gets it. Because <laughs> he's been caught yeah. out this once. Ne- ne- never, never ask me the title of the episode. Unless I happen to have looked at it myself. I won't know because I don't listen to whatever he says. <laughs> I'm just going to be like, oh, we're going to talk about blah, 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 blah episode. And it's called... And just yeah, let you yeah. do it. Yeah, there'll be a good few seconds while I'm like, like just, just sitting there going, wait, are you waiting on me? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's that's the plot of the episode. It's a very, very tense, t- tension-heavy episode. Uh, the Enterprise is expected to go to this other ship to uh, help deliver medical supplies to another planet, uh, which are timely, and the the, the medicine itself uh, expires. It doesn't look, you know, last around. It has to be taken while it's fresh. And as a result, everyone's like, "Hey, Captain, we should probably go and take this medication." Because at first they could just leave. The thing's just down in this planet. Like they they could leave and come back potentially. But Kirk is obsessed. I'm going to say obsessed a lot in this episode. I feel like, um, but he he you know he he is determined that he is going to deal with this uh, to the point where he is making orders and giving orders that go against maybe better judgment and maybe what they'd usually expect of him. Yeah, and... he goes on intuition a lot. As he, as he reminds us. Yeah, he says that in his captain's log repeatedly. That is, that is what happens. So, uh, the son of the captain of the, the past ship that Kirk knew also happens to be one of his rookies on the ship, uh, a.k.a. a red shirt, uh, which meant he could have been dead by the end of the episode. And even he isn't, but he could have been. So, he uh, sort of teams up with him and he's like, hey, you want a chance, you want a chance, son, to get revenge? Yes, let's do this. So again, it, it feels very unprofessional. Like, Kirk, the whole time... Feels like he's 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 got a thirst he's, for blood. He's, he's off books on this one. Yeah, he's got a thirst for blood, and he's going against, you know, against the book. And you know, everyone reacting to it. You know, McCoy noticing it, Scotty noticing it, Spock noticing it, to the point where Kirk at one point even shouts out, "I'm sick and tired of all my, you know, my, all my senior officers questioning my moves." And yes, yeah, he 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 refers to it as a conspiracy. Yeah, he's like, ah, maybe you shouldn't have called it that. And it's it's funny how last episode, a lot of that episode was you know, with the old age. It was like kind of everyone feeling awkward because his his commands were starting to be garbled. And it was kind of funny how this one was kind of doing the same thing, just from a different in a different way. It was yeah. no, he's obsessed. He's giving weird commands because of it, and everyone's questioning if his his motivations, if his intentions, uh, are just, and we should be doing this. So that, that's the episode. So, Carl, did you enjoy Obsession? I did a lot actually, which is 
surprising because it means we've had two good ones in a row. <gasps> I'm shocked. I know. It's funny actually. I think right from the get go, I can kind of, I can kind of sense. Maybe not if it's going to be good, but I can definitely sense within the opening scene, like, okay, this is not a goofy one. We're, 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 this is a serious business episode where Kirk really cares about what he's doing, and yeah. the stakes are high. Uh, so, and those typically tend to be better. Typically, not always, but typically. And I, I think, I mean, essentially, what this this episode is, it's, it's a character study for Kirk to to an extent, like the other main characters, and obviously uh, Garavik, who's this, who's this, you know, the son of the, the former captain. Like they they all sort of go through these motions, and it's it's kind of about um, acting on instinct, uh, regret, guilt. Because a big part of this is that Kirk, years ago when this all went down, he had a chance to order the ship to uh, fire its phasers, and he hesitated for as McCoy puts it all of about two seconds, and has always felt regret that these captain and other crew members were killed because of it, yeah. and uh, he he's dealing with that, and that you know that's kind of the seed, that's his motivation as to why he's so obsessed, why he feels the need to catch it. And he suspects it's the same thing, not only because it looks and seems like it's acting the same way, but because it carries a smell. It smells like sweet honey. Yeah. Which is actually the very good start to the episode, is Kurt kind of like, does anyone smell that? It's honey. Yeah. I've not smelled uh, something uh, like that uh, in so long. It's like, this, this is too coincidental. Yeah. Get the scanners out. Actually, I, th- I thought the episode was going down some sort of weird twist where, he, where it was uh, Ga- you know Garavik who was who was in. Uh, he was the thing. Yeah, he was connected to it, and it, it passed off from his father to him, or in some weird I, way. I did too. You know, it, it it dawned on me that this episode had quite a lot of influence on, or it felt like there was a, a bit of influence on you know the 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 Abrams movie. Hmm. Yeah, you know, the idea of this this guy living up to his his father's command, and you know, kind of getting revenge for what happened. And uh, also, you know, when they're talking about getting the antimatter out and, you know, making the explosion, that felt like something that happened in that movie as well. Yeah, yeah, because eventually it flies into space. And this is after a lot of, like, going down to the planet, getting more red shirts killed, McCoy blaming Kirk, but hey, two men are dead, Kirk, and you you did this. And Spock trying to understand. And I will say, if I have a complaint, it's that we're still at this point where Spock and McCoy get very sceptical when Kirk tells them something unbelievable, and I'm like, guys, how much weird shit have you went through in the last <laughs> season and a half? Like, just yeah, maybe yeah, take yeah. him at his word that something weird's going on, and maybe suspect it. I think I think I get it from Spock because he is, you know, logical to a fault. Yeah. Or, you know, until he sees it and goes, no, okay, that now I understand. Hmm. I get it. Whereas well, McCoy seems like he should kind of be a bit more on Kirk's side. Yeah, this was the other thing. Uh, the, the, the thing actually, we'll call it the honey monster because I don't know what else to call it, and I think that's funny. So the honey monster uh, feeds on blood. Uh, whenever it attacks someone, it takes all the red blood cells. Yeah. And Spock survives an attack. At least, at least, I mean, maybe he wouldn't have survived if he'd stuck around with it a lot, you know, longer. But at one point, he gets on the ship. And he's with it for a little bit, and he survives because his blood is actually green because it comes from copper instead of iron. It's based on a different element. Which I, I'm sure we knew it was green before. They've I think men- we did, I'm sure yeah. they've mentioned that. But they never mentioned the copper thing, which is like, ah, that makes sense. It's a nice touch. Although, that said, have you, had you quizzed me on it before the episode, I wouldn't have got it right, probably. What, the colour? Yeah. I think I would have done. I, might have, I mean, I might have got it, but I'd have got it with a bit of guesswork. It'd have been like, I'd, have, I'd have went... I'll say green because that seems the lightly one. But yeah, yeah, it's one of those where yeah, it's like that memory in the back of your head. You're not certain, yeah. but it's like yeah, it sounds familiar. Sounds right. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed yellow. <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed. I might have guessed blue. Blue would have been the other pick that I might have went with. Yeah, maybe I knew it wasn't red though. Yeah. Definitely knew that. Yeah, that's that's fair. 
so oh, that makes sense. It's a cool little touch, cool little bit of mythology there. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I like the idea that the creature was just like, <laughs> forget this. I don't, I don't want this green shit. Yeah. Is I don't that- want these vegetables. It's actually at this point where Kurt kind of has a has, has a turn of spirits, where he, he's like he's happy to see Spock alive, and it's actually after this that he forgives uh, uh, Garavik because Garavik, when they go down to the planet the second time earlier on in the episode, he hesitates to fire, and it was almost a little bit too much on the nose that it was exactly the same thing that Kirk went through. It, it, yeah, it was fine at first because obviously we didn't know that that's what happened yeah. to Kirk until afterwards, but yeah, it, it was a little bit. Bit on the nose, but obviously later on, like the, the thing like leaves the planet, it's flying in space, and they're chasing after it. And again, Kirk is so obsessed; he's like, "No, keep it warp eight. And Scott is like, "Sorry, if we keep it warp eight, we're going to start falling apart. Like we can't sustain this." Uh, and he eventually, you know, goes back in his order. But they, like they, they try firing at it, but then the thing like turns around and comes after them. And that, that is actually where Spock finally starts to okay, maybe it's got intelligence. Maybe it made a conscious decision to turn and attack. Yeah, if, if it was just uh, uh, like. You know, if it, if it was even if it was alive but not intelligent, it would mm. have just continued to run because that was the obvious option because it was outpacing them. Yeah. So for it to turn an attack may, meant that it had chosen that it, it had thought something through and made the choice. Yeah. Um, I, I think a big theme of the episode is fight or flight. Like, yeah. Because both the entity, the honey monster, has that kind of choice, and so does so does Kirk. And Kirk's like determined to stay in fight because of his past and. Yeah. Um, to a fault, of course. Uh, yeah, I, and of course the idea with with Garavik hesitating, he didn't know whether to fight or fly. Yeah, and they find out it wouldn't have made a difference, that the phasers don't actually work. They, 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 they do photon blasts and everything, nothing works. They just all goes through it because it's, you know, it's gas. <laughs> well, it's not even just that it's gas, it, like, it phases out of time. Yeah, yeah. When, when it comes, because it can you know readjust its molecular structure. It's a supernatu- supernatural gaseous honey monster. Yes. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to just trying to think if I want to dispute any of that, but I don't. No, it's accurate. I'm, I'm, I'm the, the only it. part of that I could dispute, perhaps, is the supernatural. Because it's it's it's, okay, it's I, very I, much I, a, I, a natural being. Okay, a paranormal. Paranormal. Okay. Does that work better? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I suppose it is. Yeah, because paranormal is not necessarily supernatural. Paranormal is just from another place. Yeah, something we don't understand yet in our science. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'll allow that one. Actually, that that was a point. You know, their their sensors don't even detect it as a life reading, mm. which I thought was amusing because on the last episode of Star Trek Discovery that we watched, they didn't acknowledge the the thing there as life. So when it started up, and you know, we got that, I thought, oh, is this is this a similar thing to what just happened on that episode? Which is funny because that episode of Discovery already reminded me heavily of an episode from season one. Yeah. Uh, a, lot, so, a lot of back and forth going on. Yeah, so so I think they may be taking like small ideas and hints and tips from various yeah. episodes as they're going. Yeah, I, I think honestly, I liked the episode a lot. I never actually said that, but I, I did like it a lot. I think from a character perspective, it's really good. It's, it's good to see Kirk kind of unhinged. Everyone else try to deal with that. Uh, ultimately, kind of forgiving Garavik for for his actions yeah. and you know forming this plan to go down with the antimatter bomb to like take care of it. I liked all that. My my one real complaint about the episode, really though, is I don't think Kirk suffers any consequences for going off book, and I feel like he should. <laughs> no, because because ultimately he was right, so it was like, oh, okay, it's fine, you were right. Well, he's right. Wait, no, that, I mean that, that's that's what I mean is 
they they don't bother punishing him because they were like, well, I guess you were right. We should have listened. Yeah, but was it worth killing like what like four or five crew members and you know almost maybe possibly missing this medicine that needs to be delivered? Was it worth all of that? Now, admittedly, I, 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 I think they justify it though, don't they? Later in the episode, did they say that oh, it's going to uh, you know through through fission, it's going to uh, replicate and there's going to be thousands of these things and. I'm like, okay, you're kind of trying to justify it to me, but I'm having a hard time swallowing that, that it's only just now doing that when we happen to find that again, when it's been around for 11 goddamn years and has never done I, that. I don't think that part was actually important at all for giving it this reason of, you know, why Kirk was right and doesn't get penalised oh, so in what, any way. What's the justification then? You know, the, the reason he wants to stay is, he, he tells McCoy, look, if this thing is here, then it's travelled, you know, what, I think he says like a thousand light years to get here. If it can do that, it's capable of spaceflight. This could go to any populated planet and wipe them all out. It's our duty to stay and stop it. Obviously, this is at the point where McCoy doesn't believe it's a, an intelligent mm. creature, so he thinks there's no purpose to this. But okay, okay. ultimately, I think Kirk was right. Although like, I do agree that the, you know it's split into a thousand. That was a bit, okay, well, this is convenient and just added weight, but it didn't really need that, I didn't think. It, it added this immediate, oh no, if this happens, the entire universe is screwed. <laughs> yeah, but, but whereas already for, like, if we if we lose track of this and then it goes off and kills a planet, then that's on us. I don't think they made that clear enough uh, as the episode went no, on. No, I think, I think they could have come back to that yeah, instead they, of adding in the, the fish. Because I'll be honest, I didn't even remember he said that. Yeah. So I, I think they could have made that, just reinforced that as the episode went on. Uh, because it, it become the end of the episode, you know, when it gets to the end, and they you know, they have this whole thing where all oh, beaming back up might be tricky with this bomb going off, and they almost lose them, and they bring them back in. That's kind of the tension for the final little bit. Yeah. And then Kirk's like, "Hey, son, how about I tell you some stories about your dad? Would you like that?" That's, and, what, that's what we get instead of the yeah. banter. And everyone smiles, and like it's all happy and happy. And I'm like, you know what? Even though he was kind of right, I feel like his actions, especially because he, he he did genuinely feel obsessed, like he was making orders without justifying them in any great extent, and he was snapping at the crew members for, you know, maybe suggesting that they should follow their orders. I feel like there should have been some repercussions in some small way to just I show agree. that although, he acted I like, although I like the idea that, you know, he, he is the captain, they should be just following his orders. He doesn't need to explain himself. Because I think we, we've got so used to, and so have the crew, they've gotten used to Kirk explaining you know all, all these things and they they understand all these things but ultimately it's his call and you know they they say oh but what about this stuff and he goes no i'm making the call if anything comes back to it it's on me i think so in some ways that he he's kind of right to be able to do that he is but it doesn't change the fact that he's acting in a way that's because at one point McCoy actually comes in and says, "Look, medically, I think you might not be in your right mind to run this ship." He actually starts to question it. He brings in Spock as a witness, and like the fact that it gets to that point shows that he is not communicating with his crew. And uh, no, that, that, that's Joe. I think this is more interesting than the last one. You know, we said, "Oh, this is a similar ideas." Mm. I think this one's more interesting because there's nothing uh, there's no outward force affecting kirk you know last week he was like he was physically getting older there was a reason yeah, yeah, yeah. this was just this was just you know this is something in his mind which is more interesting because it's something that could happen at any point yeah i i, I still like that, that that's my one complaint about the episode though is i i feel that kirk at least needs to just uh, not not justify acknowledge that he acted out of line in some way, and it never feels like he does. It never feels like he goes, "No, yeah. maybe I, maybe I could have explained that better. Maybe I could have done this, done that, whatever." It just kind of feels like 
he he went very militant on the rest of everyone like, on the rest of the crew on everyone else including McCoy including Spark everyone yeah. and it just it felt like no like just just because he's in charge doesn't mean that he can't treat them with, with respect instead he just kind of barks orders at them and demands they be I, followed I mean I, I'm just wondering does it, is it partly he kind of because he tries he's like hey you know look into this this is an intelligent life form uh, you know we need to stop this and they they kind of don't take him seriously like you say you know that was a problem you had that. Spock and McCoy don't mm. really believe him. They question it, and if they didn't question that, if that wasn't a question, like if they'd if they'd gone, okay, we believe you that this is a sentient thing, and we need to stop this, then he wouldn't have been snapping orders and stuff. They'd have just been following them, and they'd have been doing it in the first place. So, I'm not sure both of those can be a complaint. Well, because they're not the same complaint, though. I th- I think you're. I'm complaining just from the context of like. You know, don't act so you know, in disbelief that something strange could be happening. I, I don't think that negates the other complaint. I, I think because my complaint's not because you're kind of narrowing my complaint down about him not having either consequences or acknowledging that he was acting out of line because he was acting out of line. Because yeah. I think I think the ultimate point I'm making is that he still feels like he was acting out of obsession and not because he was actually being analytical and thinking like a captain. I don't think he was. He felt like he was acting out of obsession, and I still felt that way at the end of oh, the no, episode. I'll give you that, yeah. And I don't feel like... Uh, I, just, I, I just don't feel like he actually had... I mean, he has the arc where he, he gets over his regret. He gets over his regret of, you know, me firing that, that weapon would never have ha- changed anything. I, I think, I think after that ago. point, it does stop being obsession, though, because, and you know, when he goes down to the planet with the bomb and... You know, Garavik is like, no, and you know the bait gets used up already. And Garavik, and they're, they're like, Kirk's like, no, I'm going to stay. I'm going to do this. Like, go get back. And Garavik tries to, you know, knock him out and do it himself. And he's like, no, I'm not trying to be a hero. I'm not sacrificing myself. This is just, you know, this is the this is the plan. I think at that point there, it's not obsession anymore. Because if it was an obsession, he'd have done anything. He'd have stayed and sacrificed himself to get rid of it. Whereas instead, he is quite critical and analytical. There, he's he's thinking it through more logically. Oh yeah, so the arc is there in that sense of the, sense of the story. It's just it's missing in the sense that he never acknowledges that before that he was acting purely out of obsession. Okay, no, that's fair. Because I, I think he was. I I think you know he just papoos every anything that's brought to him because no 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 we need to stay we need to go down there yeah. again even though the previous time they went down there seemingly there was nothing that could you know. Do anything yeah, to yeah, it, yeah. and it goes down again. And look, what, what would you believe? Another couple of people died. Yeah, and then he's he's even putting the ship in danger when he's chasing after. It. He's like, yeah, no, can maintain more pay. You've got your engineer saying the ship's going to start falling apart. We need to slow down, and he's adamant. No, we're following this thing. Yeah. Um, so I actually, it's one of these things I've seen this in other stories where you have a character act in a way that is poor judgment. And then the story justifies it by making them right in the end. And yeah. it always sits badly with me because I feel like, well, okay, he turned out to be right, but that doesn't necessarily justify to me the way he was acting about it. No, I get you. Because I've seen this done in other... I can't, annoyingly, I can't think of any other examples, but I've seen this done in all TV shows. Oh, definitely. But, yeah. but, but they'll have a character do something illegal or do something like against the rest of the characters, but then everything will just be forgiven because the character turns out to be right about whatever he was doing it for. And we're just supposed to sort of accept that as justification or whatever. Uh, and this one's not as bad as some other examples. Don't get me wrong, it's not. But it just it felt absent to me towards the end. I didn't expect to have to explain this as much as I did, but you kept fighting me on it, so I kept digging deeper. All right, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, aye, so... 
So as much as I had those complaints, I, I think the actual, the, the, the core tension, the core character work from Kirk and those around him is actually, uh, is actually quite fascinating. So Yeah, definitely. So, I, I give the episode points. I, I, but because of my complaint, I can't really rank it maybe in the high sort of pantheon of episodes. It's kind of a upper middle Yeah, it's definitely a, a good episode. Yeah, it's a good episode, uh, but maybe not a great episode because of the, my, my criticisms. That's fair. So still two two in a row. This is this is which is funny because last last episode was also kind of oh there's some issues with it, but ultimately it works out pretty good. So that's two good but not great episodes in a row. Yeah. Nah. Uh, would you would you something awful next then? Would you would you? Well, I don't know. We're also kind of due. Is is having two good but not great ones kind of a, a substitute? That's instead of having a great one. Yeah. A great one and a terrible one. We're just going to have lots of good but not great ones, which, I mean, that works for me, but... Uh, yeah, me too. It'll, it'll make me worry, though, if we get a great one. I'm like, oh, God, the next one's going to be terrible, man. <laughs> <laughs> this one's going to be bad. I don't know. I feel like... Because we, we had a bad one, and then we had two good but not greats. So I feel like the two is instead of... Two goods is, is instead of one great already. So we do a bad one now and then a great one after. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's that has been obsession. Uh, so let us know what you think of it in the comments below and all that stuff. Uh, like, subscribe. Uh, get us on Twitter at mail underscore fuzz for channel updates. If you want to support the channel, head over to patreon.com dot mailfuzztv. Of course, where at the one dollar perk you get these these Star Trek reviews a week early. So that's something. Uh, also remember we're reviewing Star Trek Discovery every week so if you want to check out those as well you can do that Uh, but that is us so thank you once again for watching keep watching TV guys we'll see you next time